let's talk about Target's marketing strategies that I want to shed all of the light and pulling back the curtain from what Target does to move the needle in their business. Now, I worked for Target for 10 plus years in the marketing department, and I ran many, many, many campaigns. I worked with the biggest celebrities within Target and that partnered with Target, and I know exactly what they do on a daily basis to move the needle. So let's talk about that. Now, I've done episodes like this before, but I want um, I want you guys to really take note because I don't care what size your business is. You can implement these strategies today. They're not mind-blowing, earth-shattering strategies that Target's using. It's just that you've dialed it in and they are so good at what they do because they lead with marketing first. They don't lead with sales. Some people lead with sales teams and they build these Facebook funnels and they dump $70,000, $80,000 a month into Facebook ads and they are just shuffling people through their system. That is not how Target works. Target is, they do pay for different types of marketing, but they naturally are an organic are an organic marketer and they are darn good at it. So let's talk about things, and this is in no particular order, but let's talk about how Target has become the king when it comes to marketing. So besides the fact that Target puts their marketing number one to drive everything in their business, that is much different than other places. And I know this for a fact because I've worked with them. They are centered on their their customer centric, if you want to call it the term in marketing, but they focus on their customer first. And we need to all do this. And I'm going to take it a step further. So Target focuses on what does the customer want, what do they need, and how do we merge that together, right? Because what a customer wants, what their desire is, what the outcome that they need is very different than what they want. So take that back. Now, a customer will walk in, and you're thinking, it's just a store. People walk in and buy stuff. No, there is a rhyme and a reason to their method. So when someone walks into a Target store, the minute they pull into the parking lot, their marketing begins. The outside of the store is a specific way. When you walk in through those doors and the first thing you see is a specific layout. It has a 100% to do with marketing. And what is the first thing you see when you walk into a Target store? It is that bullseye dollar spot. They've. We, I was on the team that created it a long time ago. Um, it started out as, I think it had even, even a different name. It was like the $1 spot. or um, And then it evolved into the bullseye and all of they brought the dog into it. And so all of these things, right? So they know that those are quick little things that can start filling that cart up and bring in that that dollar amount up. Um, so they focus on their customers. Obviously, marketing starts not just within people walking into the store. It starts with the online world. And when you see an ad for Target, I'm going to guarantee that you know before it's even ran that that is something for Target, right? I don't care if it's the new Magnolia Home line, if it's, um, you know, just the Target brand and the red, uh, Target branded the red and the white, you know, because they have been consistent 
and they focus on what you guys are liking. So they are their strategy is centered around the customer. Their brand aims and to cater to the evolving needs, the preferences, and the behaviors. Did you know in where I worked in the corporate headquarters downtown Minneapolis, they have mini stores. They're tiny little stores that they will um, push you like there's like a whole home section or like a whole um, what's another like the there's home, there's beauty, there's pharmacy, there's all these tiny little stores in different rooms or like mini stores and they will bring a test group in and tell them, here's your cart, fill it up. What can you take or what can you buy? Um, obviously, you know, they don't get to keep the product, but they get paid for their time. But they watch them. And in the stores, especially Minneapolis, there are glass windows everywhere. If you don't see them, it's because you're not supposed to. And they watch. I remember having to sit and watch them shop. Where do they go? Where do they navigate? What's telling them to go down that aisle? Do they understand without even looking at the product where they're going? Is the navigation clear? So their customer, they are so heavily customer focused. And how can we implement in that to our business? Now, we can do that by making sure that we have a really good customer journey. When a customer sees you on any of the apps, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, Pinterest, is it clear as to where you want them to go? Here's an example. I Some of my students inside of my program, the first thing we do is we look at an audit. And we audit, and I will tell you nine times out of 10, my students have a link in a bio, and it has 50 different things lined up. It, some are even hundreds. It, you click on their link in bio, and it's like, do this for 10%, and take this, and here's a freebie, and here's another product, and here's what I love to use on my skin. And nobody is going to do that. You either need to have it go to one form that they fill out or go to a link in bio where they have two, maybe three options. That's it. That is it. If you have more than three, that is why no one is paying attention to you. So tighten up your link in bio, make it very clear. If it's going to be a freebie, don't do not put your affiliates on there. That's for your website. Your affiliate links are for your website, not your TikTok account. Unless you are um, doing like Amazon products or you know, you're doing like that kind of a thing, then have a like to know it and do it on there, not in your link in bio. So focus on their journey, focus on the customer, right? The other thing is they are very innovative when it comes to products and exclusive offerings. How can you make someone feel special? People care about themselves. And I'm sorry, it's true. It's not a rude thing to say. It's just how it is. In marketing, people care about themselves. They want to know how do I feel special with your product or service. So make them feel special. Give them, if you're a TikTok follower, here's an extra 25% off or 10% or whatever that looks like. Make them feel exclusive. Um, they also look at localized campaigns. So every store, I shouldn't say not every store, there are groups, let's say Target has 3000 stores. There are groups of stores that look similar. Not every store is the same. There, there's obviously different, um, geographical things that can come into play, but marketing wise, we know that in the South, there is going to be photography that's going to perform a lot different than photography in like, let's say Minnesota, where I'm from, like it's, it's, you know, if you, it's the way it is and it's not anything to do with race or ethnicity or anything. It's just, if someone can see someone in Texas 
that is wearing a bathing suit in the winter, they are more likely to buy that than if they are, you know, looking at someone like if we put out winter stuff, or let's say like Target kind of, or Texas kind of winter stuff, and you had someone that is pasty and just didn't look like the demographic, that would be a problem. So, and also they're wearing vests and they're cold. It's like Texas isn't cold then. I mean, yeah, parts of it can be, but you need to make sure your photography fits in with the the area. Um, we added or Target added uh, when I was on the team a lot of um, bilingual signing. That was huge. We understand not everybody speaks English, so we need to you know bring in bilingual and it depends on the geographical area where are more of the bilingual speakers are they located more in a city versus like a more of a rural target so that was something that they worked on as well um they also are really good at email when you get an email how many people click on it to see oh hey the, how many circle points do i have or you know what's new in in they keep it really simple really simple they're not offering a hundred thousand things on their email. It's very like three or four. Keep it simple. Um, other things that they do really well, partnerships. They were doing influencer marketing before it was ever a thing. And that was right when I started. When I started, it was about three years in and we brought on, um, we were working with Isaac Mizrahi. We were working with Giada de la Renta's. Um, we had the go, um, the ready to wear go women's stuff and it was different brands from London, um, France, all of these big name, um, Isla, uh, or Orla Kylie was one of them. That was her name. And she had a very like, um, Swedish looking pattern on her home goods and her clothing. So those are influencers taking luxury brands and making them mainstream. That's a hundred percent using influential marketing. So look at that. Can you, can you hire some people to at a lower cost, um, to partner with you and create content around or give them something. Look into that. Um, also, they are very big on customer feedback. If someone provides feedback, there's a whole process and team. At some point, if the, if it if there was something on a sign that someone, let's say, was offended by, it, it ended up in my lap. So obviously there's a lot that can be offended. Um, people could be offended by, and I know don't come after me about what they did in the last couple of years. Cause I was there seven years ago. Um, so I didn't have anything to do with that stuff, um, about the transgender stuff. That was not me. Um, I would have not, uh, you know, I would have handled that very differently and in a very tactful way. But again, what they did is what they did. It sparked interest. It made them lose a lot of money and they learned, but I was not part of that. Um, if you want me to do an episode on how I would have handled that, I would love to, but I was not driving the bus at that point. Um, so they did use a lot of customer feedback. If someone had a problem with something, um, eventually if it was elevated through the chain, eventually I'd see it. It's like, okay, this sign really did not resonate. So we need to pull it. Um, so that is something that they really do listen. They listen to their holiday and season seasonal beyond. We were done with Christmas by July 1st. They worked that far in advance. Um, because it took like 12 weeks to get a marketing campaign up running, test it, set it in the store, make sure, you know, testing with different focus groups. They did so much testing, which marketing is testing. If you were doing the same thing you've done 20 years ago and you have the same website, even five years ago, I need you to 
stop and take a hard look. It It's all about testing. It's all about change. Um, and that's why people come to me is because I'm on top of the change. So keep that in mind. They're also um, very obviously consistent with social media. Their social media is very clear as to what they do and who they help. They understand their customers' problems. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is they understand fully what their customer wants. And it took years of research, years, and they still do it all of the time. So I hope this episode found you well and please rate, review, give us a thumbs up, tell us how awesome we're doing and I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.